0: is a sponsored program paid for by robin gwaltney Waltney group remax results welcome to rochester real estate featuring robin Gualtney from Waltney group remax results and andy brownell here's andy brownell on rochester's news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm good
1: morning everyone andy brownell on news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm saturday morning and I'm with Robin Gualtley, Gualtney Group Remax Results. Good morning,
2: Robin. Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm anxious to get started again. Last week we I guess we got about halfway through the buying process, didn't we?
2: You know, it's just something that you don't do in a half hour. <laughs> you don't- and a half hour. It is a process and you know as we talked last week it it's a different amount of time. When people say to me how long does it take from start to finish to buy a house? Well I can tell you an honest answer is I've worked with people for a year to buy a house I've worked with people for a week to buy a house so it is very different for every single situation and that's why it's so important that you know you understand the process that everything has been explained and to recap last week if you weren't listening we talked about uh, agency relationships. We talked about a buyer's right to represent contract. We talked about why those things are important. What ser- you know, what purpose do they actually serve? We talked about the process of pre-approval. And we talked about um, setting up a portal so that you have matches coming your way so that you can find things that you want to go take a look at. And we were actually just getting to the point where we were using Andy as our buyer, so Andy found the house that he wanted, and, and now it was time to start negotiating.
1: Right, and it was a, another Remax home, so it's dual agency. So we. So we that. talked about
2: dual agency. Yes, actually, yes, and that's right. perfect. And so it's we're writing the offer, and maybe they maybe the offer is accepted the way we wrote it. Maybe we get a counter offer, and when we get a counter offer, that means now we get to say, all right, we offered. We we offered 290 they came back and said give us 297 and you've got it so we get to decide do we take it for 297 or do we say 295 and you got a deal or do we say you know what 290 was really our highest offer we're out so it there's no again it's not like you make an offer you get a counter offer you counter or you accept or you walk. There's different situations for every single time. So it's important to have somebody guiding you that can remove the stress from you, give you good guidance, and really help you make great decisions because this is a huge investment. Honestly, guys, the biggest investment you will ever make is buying real estate for most of you. I mean, maybe you're buying a private jet someday, but right now the biggest investment you're making is real estate. So
1: this is where I imagine the emotions can get out of control if you don't have somebody there to kind of guide you at this point because you're in this exchange and... Oh, I love this house, and maybe Right. So you have to
2: Take off your blinders. Yeah, exactly. So that is literally, like I said last week, my most important purpose is help you make a good investment, okay? I don't like it when people say, oh my gosh, Robin, you are such a good salesperson, or you've won the highest award for sales. I do not like to think about myself as a salesperson, and that might sound crazy in this industry, but I I totally think of myself as a service provider. I totally think of myself as your investment guider. I totally think of myself as taking you by the hand and walking you through this journey and taking the stress out. And none of that, to me, says sales. Yes, at the end, ultimately, you purchase a house or you sell a house. So, yeah, technically, it's sales. But that is not the role that I play in this thing. That's your decision to buy a house. I'm not going to go say, hey, Andy, by the way, you've been living in that house a long time. I think it's time for you to buy a new one. (laughs) You know, that would be a salesperson. And maybe some people do approach it that way. Way, and I'm sure they do. And I'm sure it works for them. I, again, can only speak for me and the way we do it at the Gualtney Group. And we're very much service providers. And that's our niche. Okay?
1: Well, it's a heck of a niche. I like that. Um, well, thanks. So is this negotiation, is it all just the price or do I mix?
2: Oh, heavens them? no. Heavens no. Sometimes, sometimes people say, um, you know take your offer, I'll take your price but you have to close sooner or you have to let us stay for three more months until the kids get out of school. Um, so there's the the date is part of the negotiation. And so actually, I was going to get to the purchase agreement so you're just stepping a little ahead of me.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: It's okay. It's I'm okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So um, walking through that purchase agreement, the things that we have to determine before making that offer are what is the price you're willing to pay? What is the day you want to close. What type of financing are you using? That's where that pre-approval comes in. We already know that you're a veteran and you're using VA financing. Or we know that you are a physician and you're doing a physician loan. Or we know that you're a first time home buyer so you're gonna use some Uh, Loan where you get a down payment assistance or whatever it is. So we spell all that out in our offer, okay? So that the seller on the other end is receiving this and they understand, you know, kind of a picture of who you are, where you're getting your financing, what percentage of it do you have down? How much are you prepared to pay at the time of your office for, at the time of your offer, rather, for earnest money? So if a seller is looking at an offer and they think, oh boy, this person's asking me to hold on to the house for them for four months. They don't want to close for four more months and it's kind of the busy season in real estate and, geez, they're only putting 5% down and what happens if all of a sudden they back out and they've only given me $1,000 earnest money? Oh, yeah. All they're going to lose is 1000 bucks, and I could sit here with my house off the market and now I've got to start all over. So if They might come back with, okay, we'll hold it for you for this time, but then you're going to give us $10,000 earnest money. So if you don't Go through with this closing, we're not out that time that we wasted because now we'll be compensated with this money that you gave us in earnest money. Okay, so I mean, there's lots of different um, things, you know, lots of different aspects of the purchase agreement that are negotiable. Closing date type of financing, even sometimes even um, I've never heard of that lender. So I need your buyer to get pre-approved by a local lender or somebody that is more reputable. So there's a lot of things. there's always buyers who say, "Can we ask for the riding lawnmower? Can we ask for the, you know, sofa in the living room?" And that's what I say. I don't sell um, personal property. You know, I sell real estate, and typically those things are better negotiated outside the deal.
1: Yeah. But
2: they can be negotiated inside the deal. It's just that the they can't be included in the value of the property because the appraiser is not going to want to um, appraise the property because the buyer bought $25,000 Twenty-five thousand dollars worth of personal property—they're not, well, not, not going to want to put an extra twenty-five thousand dollars. Well, they're not going to want it. They're not going to put an extra twenty-five thousand dollar value. So then the bank might say, "Wait a minute, now Andy, you have offered um, three hundred and twenty thousand for a house that they're telling me is worth two ninety-five. That's a problem because the house hasn't appraised, and now we can't give you a loan for that much. So there's so much to understand." And it's so important to have that, you know, really good lender who can help you with all those questions on that end and help us through all that, and a really good realtor who can. Have the patience and the knowledge to guide you step by step through the process, and it should be fun. I mean, buying a house should not be stressful. I mean, when I hear people say, "Oh my gosh, it was such a pain when I bought my first house," oh my god, it just makes me feel sad because I feel like it's so exciting. I actually just took a picture of a family last week. I took, um, I had sold this couple and they have four children at home and I'd sold them this big house. They were moving from a small house to a great big beautiful house and they were so excited but it was contingent on the sale of their home. So until that house was sold, um, it wasn't a done deal. And then when their house sold, that sale was contingent upon inspection. So until that inspection was done, it wasn't a done deal. You know, you got to go through all the processes. And so now everything's cleared. Everybody's got um, final approval on their financing. No more hurdles to So they said, could we show our kids the house? And I said, yeah. So I took a picture that I literally had tears running down my cheeks when I was taking the picture because this family, these two parents and these four kids were like screaming with joy, like jumping up and down in their hands and smiles. And I'm like, this is the best job in the world. I mean, it's supposed to be a fun process. And I don't know how many times people say, Robin, you took the stress out of this for me. You've made this whole thing so fun. I feel so good about the house. And it makes me feel great, but I feel really great when it's time to sell it again and they've made 80 grand on the house or 100 grand on the house or depending on what size of the house was and how long they've lived there, 300 grand on the house. So, I mean, I love that part. So again, I see my most important role is, Helping you make a sound investment.
1: Robin, we have to take our first break. We'll do that. We're talking about buying a home and the process of it, and all the jargon and <laughs> different aspects.
2: It's esports. a lot. It's a lot to learn.
1: It is. So we'll return and continue with our learning process with Robin Gualdi, Gualdi Group Remax Results here on News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety six nine FM
0: right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I never write reviews but Navaj is so amazing. With Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, REMAX Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning and welcome back. We're Going through the process of home buying with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax results today. and. If you're catching up with us, I just I just successfully negotiated the purchase of a home. I have a purchase agreement.
2: Yay. This is the fun part. So now people say, what next? Okay, we got our offer accepted. We're so excited. We got our offer accepted. So the first person that we're going to notify is that lender that has given you the pre-approval that's going to help us through this process through the financial side. Okay, so we send a copy of the purchase agreement to the lender so that they will now order an appraisal. And so the bank will send out the appraiser, that's part of your expenses as a buyer, and the lender will have already explained that to you. And that appraiser is going to make sure that the price we paid is actually a good value for the house because the bank of course isn't going to want to give you a loan for more than the house is worth that's what we were talking about just you know briefly in the last segment so that's a safety net i always say to people like especially people who haven't really gotten to know me that well and haven't worked with me for a long time i say i understand this is scary because you know who am i why you know why are you trusting me granted i have a great track record i have a lot of years of experience but you still just met me. So I want you to understand that even though I tell you this is a good offer and we get the offer accepted and the seller agrees to this price, I don't want any room for doubt in your head that you overpaid for the property and it wasn't really worth it. So good news is you're getting a loan and the bank is going to send out an appraiser and I think of that appraisal as a safety net. This appraiser is not invested in this transaction at all. Okay, They're getting paid whether the transaction goes through or not. Nobody's commission is riding on it, anything like that. They're going to just use absolute data, comparables, other houses with the same amount of square feet, the same number of bedrooms, the same number of bathrooms, same age, same house style within a very close, you know, one mile radius. And they're gonna say, yeah, this is a great value for the house. As a matter of fact, Andy, good job. The house actually appraised for five thousand dollars more than you bought it for. There you go. So you know and and most appraisals are coming in right at the value. And so people say, oh well they're not really well no, even if it appraises a little higher It's like, well, let's just protect this buyer and they don't need to actually have extra equity and we don't need to throw off other comps. But now on the other side of that, if it's not appraising, so let's say we paid two ninety and the best the appraiser can do is two seventy five, he's not just gonna pat it and say, Okay, let's say two ninety. They're not gonna go that way. They're gonna say, I'm sorry, this appraisal came in at two seventy five, you overpaid by fifteen thousand okay. dollars. Now you're feeling sick to your stomach. Well, this this property, this purchase agreement that we wrote was contingent upon financing, okay? The bank is not going to give you the loan if the house does not appraise for what you paid for it. Unless, of course, and this is a whole nother segment, but <laughs> if it's in one of those wild markets where you say, we'll waive our appraisal value. We don't care what it appraises for, we're still gonna pay you this much. I mean, we had to do some of those crazy things, okay? But now we're just up. back in and Yes, right. But now we didn't do that. We wrote that it's contingent upon financing. Now the house has an appraised for what you paid for it. Um, first thing that's gonna happen is naturally, you're gonna feel a little deflated and you're gonna lose a little confidence in me in the whole process. And I don't want that to happen. And that's why I'm so careful to never, ever, ever let anybody overpay, ever. I don't want, and I can probably count on one hand how many times I've written a purchase agreement in 22 years that the appraisal value came in lower than what we agreed to pay. And usually what we ended up doing in the end, I think maybe one time they just plain on plain didn't buy it, but otherwise we can negotiate with the seller to lower the price to what it appraised for or meet them somewhere in the middle and you come up with some cash.
1: Well, the seller is going to end up in the same situation with the next buyer, right? Because
2: um, Unless the next buyer has a bigger down payment because you had 5%, the next buyer oh, might exactly. have 30%, you know, that kind of thing. So every again, every single situation is going to be unique. But what I love the best about real estate is problem solving. There is a solution for every every little bump that we run into, and as long as you have somebody helping you that's resourceful and knows how to get through that, piece of cake, okay? So there's never anything that's going to be dead-ending the deal absolutely positively for sure. I mean, I shouldn't say never. If we do an inspection, which is the next thing we're going to talk about, and the house is falling off the foundation, well, (laughs) yeah, we're done. But okay, so we've got you. We've totally. Your lender. What? Break time?
1: No, I have a question. Oh, okay. So let's say this deal can't go through because of the appraisal issue and it was contingent on it. Do I get my earnest money back at that
2: point? You do. You absolutely do because I wrote this thing contingent upon you getting financing. And if the bank says, no, we're not giving you a loan because the house is not worth that much money, then the seller has the option to lower it to the price it actually appraised for and put the deal through. Or say, no, we, we know we can get this amount from somebody else. And we say, okay, that's fine. Give us our earnest money and we move on. We all walk Okay. Away. Okay. So yeah, I've got your back. When I'm writing those contracts, that's one of my fiduciary duties to you, right? To always look out for your best interest. So that's, this is the importance of that right to represent and that whole contract and being my client is because I've got your back. I'm here for you. And that is so key. And I've had so many times when I've dealt with buyers that have said, you know, Robin, I've bought a lot of houses and I've never had a realtor explain things so well or really have my best interest at heart. And it makes me kind of sad that they've had bad experiences. But at the same time, makes me feel thrilled that we're doing it right.
1: OK, now we do have to take a break. So we'll do All that. All right, <laughs> We'll come right back with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Menards has the-, the Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gualtney from Gualtney Group, REMAX Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm with Robin Gualtney Gualtney Group, REMAX Results, and I'm buying a house. Yay! <laughs> so I've got my financing.
2: You've got your financing, you have bought the house, we've negotiated the contract. Um, So then you're saying, now what happens? Well, now what happens is your lender orders your appraisal. We already kind of talked through that whole thing, what can happen if it does or doesn't appraise, but we're gonna just get back to that spot, okay? So your lender's gonna order your appraisal and we're going to order your inspection because we wrote this offer contingent upon the results of a satisfactory inspection, okay? So now, You're going to say to me, Robin, I've never done this before. I've never... house inspected. I don't even know any house inspectors. Who would you recommend? (laughs) Who would you recommend? So I always say, I don't like to say I say you use my buddy Sam because he's the best guy because then if something happens and Sam happens to miss something or I feel very responsible. So what I'll do is say these are some inspectors that I have great faith in, that I've worked with many times, that have been um, very good. The clients have been very happy with them because I'm never going to recommend somebody just because I know them or just because I go to the same church as them or just because I don't, I recommend somebody if I've dealt with them and I've had favorable dealings. Okay. So I'll give you some names and numbers and I will even offer if you want me to call and set up the inspection, just let me know who to call and I'll do that. And sometimes they say, Robin, just please pick an inspector and call and, and set it up. I mean, and again, I'm very flexible. I do what the client wants me to do because guess what? I'm always looking out for their best interest, right? So, and I'll do anything they ask me to do as long as it's lawful. So here we go. We have the inspection set up. What do I expect for my inspection? First of all, people often ask me, how much is it even going to cost me? I don't even know how much it's going to cost. I have no idea if it's a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks. And the answer to that is, it varies from inspector to inspector. It's typically based on square footage of the house. So I tell people a ballpark for a home inspection is four to 500 bucks, okay? could be less if it's a condo. It could be more if it's a great big house, but kind of in there. So you know what to expect. And when do I pay for the inspection? You pay for that, not at closing, like you do everything else. You pay for that at the time of the inspection. So be prepared to pay your home inspector. So now we've got your home inspection set up. They're coming on Tuesday. I'll let the sellers know, and the homeowner, you know, the homeowners know that um, the inspection is going to be Tuesday. They have to approve that. They've approved it. Now, the inspector will say to you, "Guess what, Andy? I know you're a busy guy. This inspection is going to take me four hours. You do not need to be there four hours. Let me do my thing, and you show up the last hour. That's the norm. Most inspectors want the buyer to show up that last hour. So they, and they,
1: when they- sh- right? talk about what they found.
2: Yes, and they now become a walking, talking, homeowner's guide. Like, I inspected your furnace. It looks fabulous. They really have kept that thing clean. It's got a clean filter. Um, the water heater looks like it's at the edge of its end of its life. You know, it doesn't appear to have any rust. It doesn't appear to be not working properly, but just budget that in. Um, I will tell you that there's a drip in the kitchen faucet. No matter what I did, I couldn't stop it. That's something that you're probably going to want to get fixed. You're wasting a lot of water, and it's just a problem that's going to probably get worse with time. Whatever. They just walk through everything that they found. And then it really puts a lot of peace of mind in you at that time because now you're like, okay, I bought a house that I liked the way it looked, but boy, it really feels good to hear an expert tell me that the bones are good and that the mechanicals are good. And so, or if they're not, then it's like, okay, are they so bad that we want to walk away from the deal or are there just things that we want to ask the seller to take care of? So if... If it's so bad that you wanna walk away from the deal, again, your million dollar question, am I gonna get my earnest money back? And yes, you are because we wrote this offer contingent upon an inspection, okay? Let's go positive. We got through the inspection. They only needed a few, they only brought up a few minor things. There was some smoke detectors that weren't working. There wasn't a GFCI outlet by the kitchen sink. Those were things that we felt were safety items. We asked the seller to take care of them. They agreed. And now, boom, we get to remove that, and the status goes from. active inspection to pending. So pending means this baby is sold as long as all goes well with the financing, okay? Now the appraisal comes in, and yes, it has appraised for what you paid for it, you're golden. So now everything is good. A couple, maybe a week before closing, I get a letter from the lender saying, Andy has gotten us all the documentation we've asked for. He is clear to close. Okay. Those are really good things to hear. Clear to close. Clear clear to close. So everything is good. So now we just wait for that date that we put on the contract as your closing date. Now, Oh, it's the day before. The day has come. And you're so excited. You're like, now what? Now what? Well, we have our closing scheduled. But before we go to the closing table, we need to go and do a final walkthrough. Okay. And we need to make sure that they left the things that they said they were going to leave. They got rid of the stuff that they promised to get rid of. They fixed the hole in the wall. They put in the GFCI outlet. They, they did the things. They replaced the smoke detector. All the things they said they were going to do, they did. And they left the house clean because, please, If you're a seller and you're listening to this, please clean, 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 clean your house for the new buyers. It's so disheartening when somebody is so excited about coming to do their final walkthrough, and there's nasty food in the fridge, and they just didn't have time to get rid of the trash, so there's big piles of trash in the garage. Don't do it, because this is an exciting day for the buyers, and... I personally will tell you that I do a pre-walkthrough before I walk through with you because I don't want that to happen. So when I go do my pre-walkthrough, I make sure everything is the way it's supposed to be so that when you come, it's just an exciting, happy time.
1: Yeah, it's, you, you bought the brand-new car. You wanted to have that brand-new car smell, right?
2: Right, right. So we get, and even when this house is 60 years old, we still don't want to walk into somebody else's dirt. We want it to be your exciting new chapter. We want it to be, and sometimes sellers are amazing, and they go far beyond. Like, they not only clean their house, like, immaculately, they'll leave a bottle of wine on the counter with a nice note saying, I hope you enjoy this house as much as we did. And it means so much to the buyers, because when you talk about emotions, there's a lot of emotions in buying real estate and in selling real estate. There's a lot of emotions involved. So it's an exciting process. It's a huge, huge, I mean, honestly, big investment.
1: We need to move to closing, Robin.
2: Okay, it's time. <laughs> We've already done our walk-through. The next day is closing. We show up at the closing company, and they've got all the documentation. You've seen this all before because your lender's already sent it to you. You sign, sign, sign. I give you the keys. Give you a hug. Take your picture, and yay, you bought a house. Oof, wasn't that fun? Yeah. I think we should get the. I think we should um, get the mega. What is it? Ma- megaverse. <laughs> it's like go buying houses virtually.
1: I need my picture with the uh, the keys to the house. That's what I need.
2: Yes, yes, that's it. Oh. So, and then I'm just. I'm super excited, and I hope that by the end of this process, I have earned your trust, and you know that if anything comes up once you get to that house, whether you need a painter, a plumber, a, you call me. I'm your go-to, and we've now formed a relationship and it's going to last a lifetime
1: okay i have a question i need a point no i'm kidding um If somebody has additional questions about what we talked about, maybe something we went through through it a little too fast, or if they're ready to go and buy a house, how do they get a hold of you, Robin?
2: I would absolutely love to talk to anybody, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Feel free to call me on my cell phone. That number is 507-259-4926, or check me out at our website, which is com.
1: Awesome, thank you so much, Robin. And we'll get together next week and talk some more about Rochester
2: area real estate. Sounds great. Thanks, Andy.
1: All right, Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax
0: results on News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety. 90- this. Is-